Hey there. Before we jump into the podcast today, I have to tell you about something super amazing that is going on this Saturday, February 24th. It is a free online event that is hosted by Jamie Kern Lima, the best-selling author of the book Worthy, of which we are speaking about in today's episode. It is going to be an incredible opportunity beginning at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, where she will be joined with guests like Ed Milet, Tony Robbins, Jay Shetty, Brennan Burchard, Trent Shelton, Mel Robbins, just to name a few. And guess what? It's free. Like, you have to pay so much money to see all of these people in one place, and you can literally stream it for free. It is going to be an incredible, incredible day. I'm so super excited for it. And yes, it's 100% free. No catch. So be sure to check out the link at the top of the show notes so you can get registered to enjoy and come along with me at Becoming Unstoppable this Saturday, February 24th. Welcome to the Ladies Kicking Ass Podcast, where we help you ignite your inner badass and create the service business of your dreams. I'm your host, Tanya Wilson, and together we'll dive into inspiring stories and expert coaching to set your journey on fire. Let's dive in. Hello, my badass ladies. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about what might be a little bit of a touchy subject with people, but has been one of the best things that I have done in the last two weeks. And that, my friends, is reading Jamie Kern Lima's new book, Worthy. I left showed up here on the screen. If you're watching this, it's such a beautiful cover. Um, this is my favorite book. It might be one of my favorite books ever. It's so damn honest and it's so raw and it's so vulnerable and expect to cry because there is just so much inside of this for me that I resonated with, that I have struggled with, that I have questioned about myself that nobody fucking talks about. And that is why it is one of my favorite new books. It makes me super emotional because as I read this book, I can't wait to reread it with my teenage daughters. This is a manual of how to literally look at the things that you have passed up. Maybe you don't feel like you're enough for and kind of unfuck your life. I really feel that way. It's a beautiful, beautifully written book. The first part of the book, she really talks about differentiating self-worth and self-confidence. There's a little spot inside of the book on page 22. I'm just going to read you a couple of these. They're so freaking good. And they're such great examples of what the difference is. Like self-confidence is what you show on the outside. Self-worth is what you feel on the inside. Self-confidence is fragile. Self-worth is foundational. Self-confidence is I'm striving to earn love and self-worth is I am love. Wow. What this means in this book of worthy is she's talking about we are all born worthy. 
there is not something that you need to do. There is not someone that you need to be in order to be worthy of receiving love. Nothing. And I don't know if you guys are like me, but I grew up very much so. My entire life has been based on, if I do this, maybe they will love me more. Maybe they'll love me at all. I got recognition as a child when I was showing up and being a badass, when I showed up and I had good grades, when I showed up and made the sports team, when I showed up, I got recognition. And somewhere in my brain, I had wired that, that recognition was love. And in order to get recognition, I had to be that high achiever. And it has really programmed and has been incredibly beneficial in my life, but has also kicked me in the teeth more than a dozen times. I know that has been one of the most limiting things in my intimate relationships with people is that I feel like I'm not enough. That's my default mode that I go to if there's a rejection, if somebody doesn't like you. Well, if I would have just done this, if I would have just done this, how many women, raise your hand if you're driving, raise the other hand, <laughs> can resonate with that? I know so many of you can. And that's why I want today's podcast to just be really real, really raw. I have eight things that I have just jotted down real quickly of things that lots of women struggle with when it comes to self-worth. And the number one thing on that list that many, 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 many women, in fact, Jamie cites in the book, it's 91% of women struggle with their body image. 91% of us don't like our bodies. If you're a mama out there, you might be one of those because, you know, um, our boobs aren't where they used to be before we have babies. Neither is our stomachs. You know, age has settled in. Maybe you got a few more wrinkles around your eyes. Maybe you've got that deep crevice in your forehead. I definitely do. It's coming back. The Botox is wearing off, but it's definitely that big old WTF look on my face. There's so many things. How many times have you in the last, I don't know, maybe your lifetime, ever stood in front of a mirror and looked at yourself and said the things that you love? How many times have you told yourself the things that you love about your body? You want a real big challenge? Stand naked in that mirror and tell yourself the things that you love about your body. That shouldn't be a taboo thing to say. It shouldn't be a taboo thing to do. That sounds like a heartache to me, <laughs> which is why I'm giving you the challenge, because I believe I need to do that for myself. How many times do you stand in front of the mirror, naked or not, and you pick at everything that is wrong with you? Oh, my my arm fat is is getting huge. Oh my gosh, I have a new whisker. I have a new zit. I need to get my eyebrows microbladed again. I wish that my pores weren't so big. Oh my God, my hair. I need to do something with my hair. Oh, I have sunspots on my chest. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And I'm just giving you the list that I talk to myself about in the mirror. 
But what I really need to do, what you really need to do, babe, is you need to stand in front of the mirror and talk about the things that you're happy about. You have beautiful blue eyes, Tanya. That smile made somebody happy today. Or if I'm leaving in the morning, smile at somebody today. Lots of you ladies that listen to this podcast have really explosive, great energy. That energy is contagious. Give it to somebody today. And I know there has been a lot of body positivity things that have come out even in the last as recent as five years. I mean, it's not, man, when I was a teenager, like everything was so damn airbrushed. You didn't know if it was fake phony or just made up, you know, (laughs) like everything was crazy. You know, so I love like going into Target and seeing like real people that aren't airbrushed and perfect all over the place. We all love a good filter. We're not going to lie. However, you need to be able to look in the mirror and love yourself. Maybe your stomach or your boobs aren't the way that they were before you had a baby. Do you know what that body did? It created one of the best things that you have in your life. It created another human. The fact that any of us expect our bodies to look exactly the same after you carried a 10-pound baby, yes, I said 10-pound baby, is obscene. It's unrealistic. And we can strive to have great health and strive to have a really nice body. I think those are great. But that does not diminish your self-worth Because it's not there yet. It might not be a focus of yours right now. My cousin Erica has four little ones at home. Four. Holy cow. I couldn't do what she does every day. Taking care of four littles like that. And yes, she's running around and going crazy and doing all of those things. I highly doubt that all of the things that she could be worried about after having four babies or on the forefront of her mind because she's loving so much just being a mom. And I'm so proud of her for that. Number two that I have on my list is professional achievement. Who's guilty of that? I am. I'm extremely guilty of that. Um, I feel like my professional achievements many times have surpassed importance of things that should be more important to me. I have very much tied my self-worth to businesses that I have owned. I will proudly say right now that I don't do that anymore, but I did for a long time. And when I lost my first pumping business that I had with my ex-husband and it went down in a ball of fucking flames, I went down in a ball of flames. Because I had taken on the identity of that business. And when it no longer existed, I didn't know who I was anymore. Anything that can be taken away from you at a moment's notice should never be tied to your self-worth. Never. 
And that goes into number three that I have on my list, relationships and social expectations. How many of you tried to be the freaking Pinterest mom for every single one of your kids' birthdays, Halloween, Valentine's Day, Christmas? Like, kids don't give a shit how the Christmas presents are wrapped. They're just going to tear it off anyways. How many of us spend hours making beautiful presents? Or it's birthdays. And I've done this with my kids too. Oh, I was way guilty, more guilty of this in in previous years. But man, I used to spend like an entire day building birthday cakes for my kids. An entire day was absolutely nuts. I still make them really cool birthday cakes. But now, you know, maybe I buy the cake already and just scrape the frosting off and then make it pretty. And now we want to do it, you know? Give yourself a break. You don't have to keep up with that. Another thing I would invite you to do with the societal expectations, we'll stick with that one for a minute, is pull up your Instagram. If you are following people that make you compare yourself or make you feel like shit, I want you to get rid of them, unfollow them, block them, whatever. 86 them from your Instagram feed. Why? Because you should never be participating in something that makes you feel like you should be doing this. I should be here. I should be that. I should be that. That comparisonitis will crush you. It'll crush you mentally. It will crush opportunities that are put in front of you. It will crush your dreams because you're chasing something that was never set on your heart in the first place. You're not them. You have a beautiful uniqueness to you. You have a beautiful reason for being here. Don't compare it to other people's. The thing I would talk about as far as relationships go, though, is things with our spouses. Things with our kids. I saw a post on Instagram the other day that said, my therapist asked me who I am and I cannot identify Anything that has to do with my job, my marriage, or my children. I would ask you the same question. Who are you without talking about your job, your kids, or your spouse? Who are you? It's really crazy when I interview people at my business because that's the question that I lead off with first. And everyone is taken aback. I say to them, I already know what you do professionally. Tell me about you. And they kind of look at me and I'm like, tell me about Danielle. Tell me about you. What are your goals and dreams? What do you like to do on a Saturday? Tell me about you. And I can't even tell you how many people will quickly answer that question. With like, um, I like to go to the movies and I don't really do a lot. Or like, I have a hobby of going hiking and they'll only say like one thing. People have a hell of a time talking about themselves. They want to talk about what they do for others or how they show up at work or how they show up at home. But when we genuinely have to talk about ourselves, we don't have anything to say. And that's bullshit because there's so much about us. There's so much about us. 
I would challenge you with this one to come up with something to say to someone in the event that they ask you, who are you? Who are you, Cassie? Who are you, Kim? Who are you, Megan? Who are you, Scotty? Who are you? Who are you, Joe? I'm thinking of people that I love. Like, who are you? And you can't tie it to anything that can be taken away from you. That's a really good question. That one's a good one. You might want to journal about that one and then hang it up somewhere where you can see it. Number four is dealing with the stigma around mental health. This one's a tough one. Um, I think a lot of this, obviously, there is mental health related issues that can cause us to make us feel not worthy, obviously. Um, I really believe that if there was more conversations like there is in this book had in the world, we would dramatically see a difference in the suicide numbers that are so fucking appalling right now. Especially with the teenagers. I can't imagine. We can't pretend like it's not there and we have to keep talking about it. But many of us think, well, I have anxiety. I have depression. This is just the way it is and the way that I'm going to be. You're so worthy of love for all of those things. Everybody is. And I can only imagine what someone could possibly be going through when they are at that point where they're considering taking their own life. Feeling worthy is definitely not something that they feel. So if you have someone that you love or that you're worried about around that topic, I know this kind of went to a sullen place real quick, reach out to them. How many times do you hear people say, oh yeah, they died by suicide, and you're like, what the fuck? Them? What? I saw a post once on Instagram that said, always check on your strong friends. And that one really hit me because a lot of people will carry great self-confidence outside and internally their self-worth is barely a flicker of a flame. Check in on everybody that you love. No one is exempt from feeling low self-worth, even if they've got really, really high self-confidence. That's something that Jamie talks about in the book, too. You can have one or the other or both at the same time. It's very fascinating. Number five is achievement and perfectionism. Now, this one can go across all areas of your life. But if you are a people pleaser, I would say this is where you fall into that. I would say that if you feel like everything has to be perfect. Like I remember as a kid growing up, my mom always wanted to have the perfectly clean house all the time. Don't get me wrong. I love a clean house. But my life is not over if something is not perfectly put together. I have a limit. <laughs> Let's be honest. However, like I'm not saying that I'm not good enough because my house isn't clean all the time. Maybe that's a great example of that. 
maybe I missed launching a podcast because my business is super freaking busy over here. And one of them had to give, you know, this podcast has been through an evolution. There has been times where I didn't get something out for a couple of months, but I had two people quit at work and I'm doing all this and I've got all these children to take care of. Something has to give and that's okay. But when we beat ourselves up and say, I dropped the ball. Oh my God. Oh my God. And you start tying that to yourself worth. Like I'm not good enough because I didn't get all the check marks done on my 5,000 things to do today. Give yourself a damn break. Give yourself some grace. No one is expecting you to be perfect, but you. No one. Many times the pressure that we feel to be perfect, whether it's the perfect body or the perfect clothes or the perfect hair or the perfect skin or the perfect house or the perfect kids, yeah, friggin' right. That is an expectation we've put on ourselves. Nobody told us to do that shit. Nobody expects your kids to be perfect all the time. You stop expecting that. Number six is something. I had a little bit of experience with today. Number six that I wrote down was aging gracefully. Um, I applaud the beauty industry for starting to say things like that. Before, as women, you were like a spinster if you started getting wrinkles. I remember thinking, I hope I don't get a bunch of wrinkles. Oh, I hope I'm not super wrinkly. Oh, like as women, we freak out about these wrinkles, which is so funny because it it's totally like kind of opposite for the men. It's almost like they get a few wrinkles or a few gray hairs in their beard and they're like, oh, they're distinguished. So I've decided I'm just going to adopt that shit for women too. See that laugh line right there? It's distinguished. It's because I had a good freaking time with my friends and my family. I like to laugh. That big kind of line in my head that I meld away with a little bit of Botox, even when it comes back. (laughs) It's okay. If you want to cover it up, that's okay too. You know, you had to make a lot of decisions. You had to look at things kind of like, what the fuck is this? That's where it comes from. If you're a mom, you know that look all too well. Don't beat yourself up. Just like I was talking about before in the body issues with my boobs aren't where they were at 20 and I need a tummy tuck and I got to lift this and tuck this and move this and do everything. If you want to throw in some fillers and some Botox and put some hair extensions in and make you feel beautiful, all the power in the world to you, sister. Don't take it to extreme. Still be you. Still love you. And don't let those things that you do with your body define who you are. Because if y'all remember during COVID and none of us could go get our hair done or our lashes put on or things like that, you really decided, oh, wow, I can live without this and I'm still the same person. So don't tie your worth around the way that you look. Because I can't remember who said this, but they've said it so many times. I want to say that Dave Ramsey said this once, but it sounds weird to say that. But maybe it was. (laughs) Sexy has a shelf life. Because what the general population thinks is sexy isn't what is sexy to everybody else. 
To me, there's nothing sexier than a man with dirty hands and dirt on his boots. Some women might be really grossed out by that. I could be, never be married to a man that came home in a suit and tie every day. I would have a hard time being attracted to that because I like a hard work man. So it's different for everybody. So don't feel like you have to fit into a box. We know the box is there, but you don't have to get in it. You don't have to be in it. I highly, highly recommend that you stay the fuck out of the box. Number seven that I wrote down that makes us struggle with self-worth is feeling as women that we are unheard. Um, being in the home service industry, like many of us are, that is something that is apparent and obvious. Um, and we're a dime a dozen in this industry. So getting your voice heard, standing up, being able to be a boss and a leader and a director of things that are going on, showing up. And if you've ever been into a bid room for a big construction project and you're a woman and you walk in there by yourself, it is almost like instantly like who sent the secretary in here? You know, it's obviously still very underpopulated as far as women being in this industry. Um, but that's what I love about it. Because if we can be trailblazers in this industry for the girls that are coming up behind us, they'll never know the limitations like we did. And so although it can be a little difficult for us, we have to continue to keep showing up. We have to continue to keep raising our voice. We have to continue to keep talking about the trades and schools and how amazing opportunity it is to be in it. We have to keep showing up. And if we keep showing up, and we keep talking, and we're not silenced, even though they tell us to sit down. That's what a true badass is. And last but not least, on my list of things that I feel women may struggle with with self-worth is self-comparison. And social media is a biatch when it comes to this. I love how Brendan Burchard talks about social media. And when he is demonstrating, oh, so many things he talks about social media. Gosh, I could go on forever about this right here. But when he talks about social media stuff, he talks about every time you decide you're scrolling, you're scrolling, you're scrolling, you're scrolling, like, oh, no, scroll, like, no, scroll, like, no, scroll. How many decisions did you just make? Like that kind of made me dizzy saying it out loud. Like go through when you are on Instagram and say that every time. Nope, nope, like, nope, nope. Like you start doing it and you're actually connecting with your brain. Our brain's so damn smart though. We don't have to say it out loud. It already does its thing. And so it is comparing the shit out of your values, your self-worth, your confidence, who you think you are, your morals, your values, everything. Every time you move your thumb and scroll the page. It fires me up so much because it is something that if you have teenagers, or maybe you're guilty of this yourself, people are making so many damn choices every day to judge. 
because of social media. How many hours a day do you sit there and do that? I mean, I just did that for like 10 seconds and I made like 15 judgments right there. And if you think you can judge all these things and that shit doesn't impact you, you are Looney Tunes. Because it does. It does. I have often said, I've designed my Instagram. It's only full of motivational quotes and things. Yes, and that's great because I don't have things on my Instagram that make me feel like shit. But every time I'm scrolling, I'm still judging. Do I like that? Do I not? Mm, those colors are weird. Eh, I don't know. That was kind of weird. What'd they say with that? Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to share that one. I would challenge you to watch your social media. Check it out. See who keeps showing up. And also your time that you're on there. Because the longer you're on there, it is proven the more you are on social media, the more you struggle with this self-comparison problem. It's a fact. And if you're anything like me, you may be on several different channels because you've got a couple different businesses. I have ladies kicking ass. I have priority pumping. I have my personal one for building my personal brand and who I am there. My daughter has her Sudsley one that she's building out. Sometimes I help her with that. So there can be multiple ones or say you're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, Pinterest, LinkedIn. I think I said that already. <laughs> you're all over the place. If you're checking all of these, plus you probably have three or four email accounts, all this stuff. Just think about like how many decisions your brain is making all the day, all the damn time. It's nuts. We don't want to exasperate the feeling of inadequacy through our social media, through that constant exposure of airbrushed, curated images of other people's lives. We don't. How long was it that people said, oh, that's Instagram worthy, which means it's flawless or close to it. If you just look at flawless stuff all the time, you're going to feel like shit. We can't tie our self-worth to those things. Again, that's something that can be taken away from you. I know for my teenagers, it's like, I have 200 followers. It's like as if they have 200 best friends. If you're a mom, we have to have these conversations with our kiddos and we have to let them know that's not real life. Many of those people just like a funny picture that you posted. They don't know you and really teach them what the difference is between real relationships and that social media life. It's difficult because as grown adults, when things start picking up heat, we uh, posted a uh, septic tank drop video on our TikTok for my septic business. And I was like, oh my gosh, it has like 3,700 uh, views on this thing, which really is nothing in the grand, see, there I go, comparing myself, <laughs> just did it to myself. 3,700, that was a lot for us. And it makes you feel special for a minute. It wasn't about me. It wasn't about me at all. I appeared in the very front of the video and was like, watch this. And then I showed the video of what the guys were actually doing. 
It had nothing to do with me. It had to do with what they were watching. But somehow I had tied my value to how many views that video had gotten. It's dangerous. It's really dangerous. How many of these social media stars do we see come and go? And it just breaks my heart thinking where they're at mentally with things. I don't ever want that to be any of us. I want us to be the real authentic badasses that we are. I want to show up like that on social media. I want to show up who I really am. And I want to talk about things that I really want to talk about. And that's why I have this podcast. If the things that I feel like I want to talk to others about, maybe a little taboo, maybe a little rough around the edges, maybe things that prim and proper ladies don't talk about, or maybe they don't cuss about it so much. I know that there is a band of other badass ladies out there that are dying to have these conversations too. So in conclusion, I just want y'all to really think about what it is and maybe journal about this. One, what is the difference between self-confidence and self-worth? Two, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you get rejected for something? Do you feel it's like, I'm, see, I'm not good enough. It's like you prove yourself right. Why the hell did I even try? See, I wasn't good enough. And that's deep-rooted. That's deep-seated. That's doing the dark work there and trying to figure out what that is. But once you write it down and you expose it, you catch that shit when you start saying it. One of the hardest things that I have struggled with, there's two phrases, actually. One, who the hell do you think you are? It has held me back so fucking much, I can't even tell you. It scares me to launch stuff. It scared me for a year to start this podcast. It has made me stop this podcast before, feeling like an imposter. It has crumbled me. And the other one that I've been doing a lot of work on lately is that I'm not lovable. That one stinks still, and I'm working through those things because it's a event of relationships that were very close and personal to me that the people didn't turn out to be the people that I thought they were. And so because they turn into idiots and they either leave or stop talking to me, Somewhere in my head, I translated that into, I'm an unlovable person. I know that I'm not. I love to bring the energy to this community like crazy. And this is me just being really, really vulnerable with you. Because if we're really going to do the work that helps change our lives and change generations below us and change this fucking world that feels like it's going to blow up at any minute, we have to talk about this stuff. We have to be real and raw. People are real and raw. People don't feel alone. People don't feel isolated. They don't feel like they have to compare themselves to somebody that they don't even know on social media. So I would ask you as a favor, pretty, pretty please, to do that for yourself. It has been so incredibly liberating to do that. 
one of the ways that I changed who the hell do you think you are. I just flipped it and said, I know who the hell I am. I do. And I know what I'm capable of. And I'm going to fucking crush this. Because when I focus on something, it's all in. I'm changing the narrative of I'm an unlovable person. By just simply telling myself, I love you. If you haven't done that before in the mirror, try that. Try not to cry. Why is it so goddamn hard as a woman to stand in the mirror and tell yourself, I love you? We say that phrase so many times a day to all the people around us that we love. When was the last time you said it to yourself? That's a morning practice I challenge you to start. In conclusion of this podcast, I want to read you just a little tiny bit of this book. And I want to challenge you to take a screenshot of this podcast or share the social media post about this podcast episode coming out. Share it with your peeps on your stories and tag me in it. The first five people that do that, I am going to send them a copy of Worthy. So definitely do that. I also want to know these things that you're going to be working on. I think it's so important as a community that we support each other through this stuff. I've said some really raw shit to you guys today. And as I'm sitting here recording it, I'm like, ooh, that was a stinger. Um, I hope that doesn't get me in trouble. <laughs> um, but we're going to talk about it. And if it's triggering, it needs to be talked about more. We have to stop hiding the things that trigger us. So on page nine of this book, it is one of my favorite spots in here. And I just want to read this to you. And I, it's going to make you think. Think about yourself. Think about your daughters. Think about your daughter's daughters and their sons. Think about the people that you impact and you don't even know those people. You don't even know. There's people that may be listening to this podcast that I'll never meet. That will never have enough confidence to reach out to me and say, hey, I listen to your podcast. But they listen because it helps them. It's the whole reason why I do this. It's the whole reason why I do this. So here's the excerpt. Here's what I know to be true. If we don't believe we're worthy of starting the business of being in a loving, committed relationship or having healthy, empowering friendships, if we don't believe we're worthy of a seat at the table, of writing the book, of running for office, if we don't believe we're worthy of rest, of celebrating our body exactly as it is, of soul care, of doing less and being more, if we don't believe we're worthy of showing up on social media authentically, of leading the team, of breaking the generational cycle, or of sharing our story with others, if we don't believe we're worthy because we've made too many mistakes, we've already failed too many times, or because someone told us we weren't worthy and we believed them, if we don't believe we're worthy of all these things we want and deserve, we'll never get them. In life, you don't soar to the level of your hopes and dreams. 
you stay stuck at the level of your self-worth. You don't rise to what you believe is possible. You fall to what you believe you are worthy of. Thanks for being part of the Ladies Kickin' Ass community. Cheers to all you badass women out there. Keep rocking your power, igniting your fire, and making waves in the service industry. If you loved today's episode, please do me a quick favor. Take a screenshot, post it, and tag us at Ladies Kickin' Ass. Be sure to include the link to your favorite episode. Your support in spreading the word means the world to us as we aim to empower even more women. Hit that subscribe button to stay tuned for more kick-ass episodes. And don't forget, a five-star review is the ultimate high five. Connect with us on social media. All the links are in the show notes. Thank you for being part of our tribe. Now go kick some serious ass, lady.